Well, on this Friday, I get to hang out with one of my good company correspondents and good friends, Origin. And Origin, how are you doing on this rather chilly Friday? You know, I'm doing well. And I really reserve my wells for when I, like, I actually mean it. Mm-hmm. So I am pleased to say, yeah, I am I am feeling all right today. How about you, Holly? I'm doing good. Got a bit of a workout, doing some snow removal, so that was neat. Ooh, You know, okay. bend with your legs, make sure you stretch. <laughs> yeah, got some squats in, work those biceps. Exactly, and we Go are... ahead and flex, go ahead and flex. Oh, check these out. Like, these are oh, huge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things to snow biceps for days. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we're doing good. Excited for dance competition season in our household. Love it. You know, my niece is going to be uh, getting started with that pretty soon. Maybe we'll bump into <gasps> each other. Maybe that'll be fun. And we can throw down in our own little dance contest. You know, exactly. Little you will win for sure. I'm really good at a jig, <laughs> but that's about it. It's <laughs> that's it. Like, that's all I got. <laughs> I look forward to it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, I always love our conversations because they're never surface. They always go a little deeper than I anticipated, and it's so (laughs) incredible. So let's grab our notebooks and our pens, and let's chat reflection as Black Mm. History Month, February, is coming to a close. And I know for me, it's generally the month where I do a lot of learning, and then I get to practice and live it out for the rest of the year and, and keep growing in some of the themes that have been unveiled to me. And so for you, what is something that has stood out to you as you've been learning more um, about life? And I know there's been a lot of hills and valleys as of late in your family. So what has this month meant to you? Um, This month has been a time of cultural celebration for me. A kind of like refreshment of like, ah, this this is going to sound weird to some people, but at this point in time, I mean, I don't really care that much. <laughs> it feels great to be black. Like, there's so much rich history. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is so much enriching and beautiful stuff about our black cultures, of which there are there are many. Mm-hmm. I've also just been learning, you know, little, little pieces of, of history. Um, I actually learned this concept... Uh, that comes from the Akan people of uh, of West Africa, and the concept is called Sankofa. Sankofa? And basically, Sankofa. Okay. And basically what it means is to go back and retrieve something. Oh. In essence, to reconnect to some knowledge, some wisdom, some some story, some some history that maybe time has separated us from. Hmm. And just as a general way to exist in life as a black person, that's something I want to continue to carry with me, is going back and retrieving the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the cultural richness of my family, my, my ancestors, those who have come before me. And one particular piece uh, that I think I've gone back and recovered, gone back and retrieved this month, is a refreshed Learning an old but new for me learning about self care, hmm. and of course this is a topic that many of us talk about and comes up a lot for me as a therapist. But what I learned this month is that a lot of our contemporary understandings around self care that sometimes are really like trendy and whatnot, a lot of those are actually adapted 
from the teachings and examples of black women fighting for civil rights and liberation in the 60s. I had no idea this was the case and learning about some of the radical roots of self-care has has shifted the way I understand it and the way I apply it in my own life. I love that you say radical roots of self-care because it sounds so like I'm fighting for something and then self-care as of late has really seemed a little bit more um, looking more inward whereas the, the radical fight seems looking outward, more community focused versus like internal what's in it for me kind of situation. Can you like unpack that for me a little bit? Oh, unpack is one of my favorite words. Let's I know go. it is. That's Let's why go. I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you nailed it. Oftentimes we think about self-care as this like self-indulgent pampering that shuts out the world and says it's time for some me time and I'm just going to I don't know, sip some tea and put some cucumbers over my eyes and, I don't know, do yoga or something like that. So, in fact, (laughs) these ideas about self-care are what has been adapted and kind of like appropriated from those radical roots, which came from folks like Angela Davis, renowned uh, author, artist, professor, scholar, Uh, Erica Huggins, who likewise is a poet, writer, author, teacher, and Audre Lorde, a very famous um, poet, writer, artist, advocate in her own right. And what they discovered as they were out there marching in the streets for the liberation and equal employment and education opportunities for black folks in the States, what they discovered was, oh my gosh, we're not okay because we're spending so much time and energy caring for our community, trying to liberate our community, trying to serve and support all of these really dire needs all around us, trying to make this world a better place. And what they learned was if, if our bodies are actually not being nourished, if our souls are not being nourished and finding our center, finding some ground, finding some nourishment, then the work we do is not going to be effective. So they use this language of self-care not to say, hey, forget everybody else. Let's just do our own thing. It was actually totally wrapped up in the idea that self-care is community care. When I am okay, when my cup has got something in it, maybe it's not even full, but, but we're replenishing to some degree, then I've got a little more to give joyfully. And I really think that as much as their their teachings weren't coming from a pulpit, <laughs> that these teachings are so aligned with what God wants for us, with how Christ exemplifies actually what it looks like to, to serve in community is actually to have our own feet washed by him, is actually to go away to the desert for a little while, is actually to make sure that we're eating, to make sure that we are breaking bread, that we are replenished before we dump everything out for other people. So learning that that's a part of of black history, I mean like relatively recent here, black history, is something that's been really transformative for me. Hmm, incredible, because I think often we carry the weight of guilt of taking time for ourselves. And it's almost like a guilt that's like an honored guilt. Oh, I'm so tired because, oh, I've been supporting everybody. But I mean, if Jesus can take time to rest, as you mentioned, and eat well, 
Um, well, we're supposed to follow him <laughs> and follow in his footsteps. If God <laughs> rested on the seventh day, um, it seems right. that rest is biblical, taking care of what God has given us, our temples, biblical, so that we can fight the good fight. Absolutely. And because so many of the values in our world that just value like our, our, our output mm-hmm. over our actual well-being, value our productivity over like the, the content of what's going on in our soul and our body, like it is an act of resistance against that stuff. When we say, hold on, God made me a whole holistic being that actually has needs, not just demands and responsibilities, right? And to witness a group of people, a group of black women who really embodied that in such a bold way that it has, it's actually become part of our like cultural lexicon. Like, I just think that's so cool. And I want to learn from that example. Okay, well, speaking of learning, how do we put this into practice? What are some things that you can say we can start doing now to develop that habit of self-care for, yes, us, but also the community? Love it. Okay, this is going to sound really random, but you know when you see like a a recipe online that's like two-ingredient brownies, two-ingredient apple pie. (laughs) I know that doesn't make any sense. You can't make apple pie with two ingredients. But... I want to give you just two ingredients, just like two things okay. <laughs> that you can do. Because w- when I see those kinds of recipes, I'm like, hey, I got that. That's simple. I can do that. Mm-hmm. So ingredient number one, attunement. We attune to ourselves with the care and curiosity of God towards his children, of a loving parent towards a little kid. We attune, except we give that to our- ourselves in this case, and we say, Oh, man. Hey, self. Hey, what am I feeling? What am I needing right now? What's my body communicating? Is there exhaustion here? Is there tension here? Is there, like, frustration, overwhelm, maybe a little bit of resentment in here because I've been doing more than I actually want to do? And we just attune to that. Ah, Okay, just meet it with a little curiosity. And sometimes just acknowledging that, oh man, I feel really overwhelmed. Sometimes that's literally all the self-care we need. We don't have to do a thing, do an activity, fix it. Sometimes we actually just need to attune to it and acknowledge it. And like, that's it. And if we need another step, then after we attune, we respond. This is all the two ingredients. Just attune, respond. We respond in a compassionate way. Oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Oh, I'm feeling tired. Oh, I'm feeling frustrated. What is it that I need? How can I respond to that? Respond to my own felt need in a way that might bring a little bit of nourishment. If I'm overwhelmed, maybe, oh, I think I just need to ask for some help. Maybe help is what I need. That's that's what self-care looks like for me in that moment is asking, I don't know, one of the kids if they can help daddy with this task. <laughs> asking my spouse, hey, you know what? I'm not able to uh, to go to this extended family get-together because I'm just so overwhelmed right now. I, I think I just want to rest. Asking somebody at work, hey, can you, can you support me with this? Or maybe if I'm feeling frustrated, maybe what I'm actually needing is just more like freedom to make choices. Maybe that's what's nourishing. That's what care looks like for me. So I give myself a day 
I, I take my, my Sabbath day or my Sabbath four hour block, if that's all that I feel connected to taking. And I give myself the freedom to make choices about what I do with my energy. We simply attune to what's going on inside us that's clamoring, that's saying, I need something, I'm hungry for something. And we respond by giving ourselves even just a little bit of something that could meet that need. Self-care doesn't mean we have to climb to the top of the Himalayas and meditate for five hours. Self-care does not mean you have to book a spa day. It just means we attune to what's going on inside us with the love and curiosity that God already has towards us, and we respond with some care. It's more of a way of being than a list of activities. Oh, I love that. It's the AR of self-care. Boom. Attune, respond. It's as simple as that. I love it. Origin, thank you so much for joining me today as we wrap up the month of February, Black History Month. And uh, thank you for sharing what you've learned in a very practical way today. Oh, it is my pleasure.